When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Sooner Sports Network from Learfield. Breaks a tackle. 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Oh, mama! This is the Bud Light OU Huddle presented by Bud Light. It's for the fans. The OU Huddle is also brought to you by Homeland Grocery, locally owned by our employees. Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Riverwind Casino, still the one. And by Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Let's go! This is the Bud Light OU Huddle. Now, here's Toby Rowland. brought him here but seeing the speech seeing him in action oh were you on his good side 
No. <laughs> I wasn't good at lifting weights, so I would but now I could run, right? Went from tight end to offensive line. So yeah. I could run. So I was the conditioning part, we were cool, but man, I wasn't strong. I hey, I gave it my best though. <laughs> you gave and, it the hey, as long as long as you work hard and as long as you're accountable for yourself and uh, accountable to your teammates, you you're all right with coach Schmidt, but these guys are are going to go through something that they've never been through, right? They, and this this team has worked hard the last several years. Let's let's not pretend like they they haven't. But I'm just saying it's going to go up to a new level. Well, you experienced both. Oh yeah, you you experienced. Uh, obviously, Schmitty, before he left and took a job at Texas A&M, Benny and what he implemented. Now you're back out there. And by the way, as we welcome you into the huddle with Caleb and Gabe on Plank, and our opening segment is brought to you by McIntyre Law, the law office you turn to. Uh, you've been out there. That intensity, um, the man has not changed as Gabe brought up, has he? No, I mean, he has the same intensity. He has the same speeches, the way he's talking. I mean, it's exciting. It, it takes me back. I loved playing under Schmitty and loved having that camp mode mentality that we always talked about. He has the shirt that they posted, everything. I would say it to him every day. I say it to him now when I see him, camp mode, coach. He's like, you're always in camp mode. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm always in it because it's just a mentality that when you go into the games, after you've been working as hard as you've been working, it, it's like I, I have no fear in how many reps I'm going to have to take today, how much, how hard I'm going to have to go because I've been going hard all year long in off season. And this time of year, and I know there's been a ton of change with Brent Venables coming in, uh, new members of the staff, and we're going to talk about that. But this is when the foundation for the 2022 season is laid. And this time of the year is crucial for developing strength, for developing mental toughness, and for leaders to emerge on the football team. Because a lot of guys that played a lot of football for this team are moving on to the National Football League. You have to fill those voids, not only as players on the field, but also leaders on the field, leaders on the practice field, leaders in that locker room. And that's where this all starts. And Schmitty will find those guys. Yeah. He is tremendous at identifying those guys. And the one thing that I think he doesn't get enough credit for the way that he goes about things is, he makes those leaders emerge from the team. And that earns a, a, a guy's a bunch of respect throughout the locker room. And it kind of just naturally happens because Jerry Schmidt makes it happen. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's interesting because this was the first week of workouts uh, starting. We're in the midst of the first week of workouts. And Caleb, this is still kind of in the testing phase that yeah. everyone's going through because um, as I heard on this podcast called the Oklahoma Breakdown with Eichert and Lehman, this is where they set the benchmark for where they want them to improve from whenever they test again at the end of spring. Yeah, and so they're going through every single test. And it, it can bring a lot of anxiety, too, when you, especially when you have the new coaches. <laughs> I like the reaction. The, 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 broad jump, the broad jump clip where he's saying, hey, I need a 10. He wants you to broad jump 10 feet. Yeah. And this just in, ladies and gentlemen. I never got there. <laughs> I never got there. And so, you still heard about it. Yeah, oh, my God. Bring it up. And if you Marky. don't get the 10 feet, you just get shamed. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, it's, it's an experience. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I'll say this about the testing. You've seen a lot of the players take to social media and say, man, I like this. Like, they haven't even started the workout. <laughs> all that, all of a sudden, before they know it, they're going to be walking across Jenkins with a hoodie on, not looking both ways, yeah. thinking, oh, would it be the worst thing if a car clipped me right now oh as I walk to this winter workout? No, it's, it's about to get very real. But, Caleb, the, the testing phase is where you start because you've got to get a baseline to see how you progress throughout these winter workouts, and that's – that's really what this new strength staff wants to see. They want to see where you're at right now and then where they take you through these winter workouts. Yeah, because they haven't been here for the past couple of years, and so everybody's new to them. And so it's, it brings up that anxiety again as a player because 
you have all these new coaches and they're sitting there watching every single thing you do, every single rep you take, whether it's in warm-ups, because it, on testing day, you just warm up. But a Smitty warm-up is not just a warm-up. It's, it's pretty much a 30-minute workout before the workout begins. <laughs> and so you're doing that and you have all these new coaches there. All the other coaches are coming and watching whenever they can. All the GAs and all the analysts are in there making sure their guys are putting, putting the same names to the faces and it, it, it's your first impression every single day. And if you fall off in the beginning and now you're labeled as, uh, oh, a slow guy or, oh, a weak guy, and you have to go the entire off-season training trying to correct that. And so it's, it can be really hard, and it, it can bring a lot of anxiety to a lot of guys. Fascinating point. And, and I know that a lot of people have heard a lot of stories mm-hmm. from former players, but I think it's important to say – Jerry Smith wants to get results. He takes an incredible amount of pride in turning guys into NFL players. And it's been his life's work. So this isn't just a guy that likes to put kids through pain. <laughs> that like a like, drill sergeant. That, that's part of it. He, and there is a method to his madness. He is going to push you to beyond limits that you have set for yourself. And, and that's why he's one of the best at what he does. But he wants to make this program better. He wants to make these players better. So it's, it's not an insane approach is probably the best way to say it. Like, there's a lot of science behind what he does. He's got an incredible staff. He's kept a couple of guys. He's added a couple of guys to his strength staff, guys that have all kinds of different experience in the strength and conditioning sector. It's, it's fun. But he, he is all about getting your work done. And that is that's something I'm I'm really excited about for these players is they're gonna see results. Now it's gonna suck. It's not gonna be very fun, <laughs> but the results will be there and, and that's the important part. Yeah, I was waiting to see what people say on Twitter about you saying how fun it is, all the old guys, because No. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's nothing it I'm telling you, these these guys are like, oh, I love this. Okay. Let's check back in three weeks. Yeah. we got three weeks. We'll check your Twitter feed. And real quick, before we grab our first time out and, and talk about the assistant coaches, Caleb, you, you hit on something that's very interesting in this whole conversation. That, that is, not only is it a new program, right, with a strength and conditioning plan that Schmidt has in there. It's a familiar face. Scotty Kolak's still around. And he's done an incredible job. But it is a whole new coaching staff and a whole new mindset, and that creates a whole nother set of expectations and want to. There's a lot. There's got to be a lot of nervous energy going on right now yeah, for this team. It's a competition every single yeah. day, and everybody has a clean slate now. You have new coaches coming in, and if you were a starter or if you were a backup last year, because pretty much on defense even, a lot of our guys are gone. But whatever you were, they don't care because you have to prove yourself now it's what have you done for me lately and now you have that clean slate and so guys are going to work every single day knowing I'm competing today all the way for August I think it's a little over 200 days until we play they're competing now for that spot because every single day matters and it's got a way on their conscience and if it doesn't then they're wasting time and mm. and they can fall behind and these coaches are going to come in and they're going to play the best player no matter what and this is one way to look at it, uh, to, to see who is better. Yeah. One, of the, one of the interesting things also is that, yes, Jerry Schmidt is back. Yes, he's going to push these kids extremely hard. But also, Brent Venables is a workout warrior. He absolutely gets after it. So now, not only are you getting it from the strike staff, but your head football coach—he's <laughs> like five miles a day. I think he's five a.m. He pride in just doing crazy exercises. <laughs> so you've you've just got a lot. You got a lot going on with this new staff from a strength and conditioning and just an expectation standpoint, where really getting after it in the weight room. Uh, in the running drills, in the agility drills, like that's just the way it's going to be. Mm. Exciting times, whole new world. That's a word for it. Smitty is back. All right, hey, when we come back, there's a lot of new faces. So we're going to meet the new coaching staff and kind of get Gabe and uh, Caleb's perspective on who to keep an eye on as we roll in with a huddle presented by Bud Light live from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue.
Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Health and Anheuser-Busch. And our community partners, Fowler Auto Group, OU Health, OG&E, and Coca-Cola. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by the best place to gear up for game day is shop.soonersports.com. Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of Sooner Athletics. Bud Light, it's for the fans. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Homeland, your homegrown advantage. Proud sponsor of Sooner Athletics. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Welcome back inside the huddle presented by Bud Light. We are live from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue with Caleb Kelly and Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Blank. We're going to talk about the newest members of the OU football coaching staff this segment. And, and maybe just for clarity, there's some people we can't talk about yet because there's still some I's to be dotted and T's to be crossed. But Gabe, I noticed there has been quite a bit of frustration and maybe even the term consternation could be used from fans when they see I googled it today yeah, that was a admit. word yeah yeah I, I mean I'm sitting here with a guy of like five degrees I gotta sound cool but um you sounded really smart what is a word for frustration consternation came up um but they'll see a lot of guys like, for instance, former, well, never a former Sooner, always a Sooner, Ty Darlington, uh, moving on to take a job somewhere else. They see some guys that have moved on to other places, and there's there's panic. And that shouldn't be the case. You should be almost in awe of how many guys are sticking around here. And you're having a new offensive coordinator coming in. He's going to have some guys that he wants. Same thing with, with Coach Venables, too. It's not a reason to, I think, be upset by any stretch of the imagination when you see some of the support staff that's moving on. No, and the, the first thing you need to remember is that the stability and the continuity that we've experienced over the last 20 years – is not normal <laughs> at, Unparalleled. All. At, at all. And what this program has been so successful since Bob Stoops got here that we haven't seen these wholesale changes like we're seeing right now. And even the changes we're seeing now, it it's way less change than typically takes place when you hire a new head football coach. Normally in college football, when you hire a new coach, the entire staff goes. Yeah. Everyone. Very rarely do you hire a new, new offensive coordinator and he keeps every single offensive position coach. I mean, it, it just normally doesn't work that way. But I think that speaks to just some of the high-quality coaches that we have had in Norman. And really, when you look at it, it, it does create some more continuity with this new staff, right? You, you've got guys that have known each other for decades that are being reunited on the staff. So as far as what some people consider the lower level staff guys that have moved on, remember, coaching is an extremely relationship-based profession. Yeah. Those guys had really close relationships over the last several years with Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch. And some of them have gone to USC because they knew they had a job. Maybe they didn't know Brent Venables. Mm -hmm. So when the job's on the table, sometimes in, in the coaching profession, you just got to take it. You got to take what you know is there. And that's why I, I don't judge any of those guys that had to make those tough decisions. It's, it's a tough profession. And you never know what opportunities you are going to get, but you certainly don't want to leave an opportunity you know you've got on the table. So, yes, there's been more people move on than we are used to because what we've experienced is not normal. Yeah, I mean, think about it from uh, just an LSU perspective. Since Bob Stoops took over as the head coach at Oklahoma, LSU has had six different head coaches. So to see this type of stability is wild. And they've won three titles. In that run too, I, which it's is crazy. Nuts. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's nuts. The, the stability that the University of Oklahoma has had when it comes to its leadership of the football program Unreal. is... I, what? Saban? Yeah. 
Saban, um, Georgia had two with Rickton and Kirby Smart, but it's kind of un, 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 unbelievable what they've been able to do. Now, Caleb, just real quick, speaking of the support staff, and obviously, Gabe, you play too, but I, I think that sometimes fans don't realize how important a lot of these individuals are when it comes to maybe being a bit of your hype man sometimes, but also in that preparing game plans and being a part of the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just think that the support staff guys – in a lot of places, there are a lot more. And so whether it's been compliance, whether it's been uh, whatever the reason, we haven't had as many guys. And mm -hmm. so now we're getting the opportunity to bump up the staff and get a bunch of people around. And there are new faces every single day. <laughs> I've been up there a lot. There are people I'm, I'm introducing myself to somebody new every single day. And everybody's just ready to work. Everybody's going to contribute. If you have so many eyes on the same thing, somebody's going to find something new. Somebody's going to have a, a little nugget that they can bring in that somebody might have missed or that wasn't there before. And so I just think with all these new guys coming in, it, it's exciting because everybody's going to have opportunity. And it's just building that OU brand more and more with these new faces coming in. And so, it, yeah, it's just exciting to me. I consider it the SEC-ification <laughs> yeah. of this program. There's a word for I'm it. I'm not I sure like if that's it. in the dictionary. <laughs> I'm writing yeah. it down. You I'm look up it. consternation in Plank, but I, I, maybe I'm we can get it in there. I don't know how you've remembered that word. <laughs> that's pretty good. But – this was something that was in the works e even before Lincoln Riley decided to go to USC, mm -hmm. right? And I know that Joe Castiglione and the leadership at the university and the athletic department, they knew they were going to have to start spending some more money on the right. football program. And that started with the staff. You see what the staff looks like at the University of Alabama. You see what the staff looks like for the football program at the University of Georgia. They are significantly bigger than what Oklahoma has had in the recent past. That gap is going to close. Mm -hmm. They are going to start accumulating more staffers to divide this workload up and to help coaches out. And they're going to bring a lot of experienced guys that have seen a lot of football. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that Brent Venables – wanted that when he was negotiating taking this job he knew what he knew what Clemson was doing he knows what the big programs are doing one of the things that he wanted Oklahoma to do is work towards being more like those programs and we are starting to see that in action very quickly it's already happening so this staff is going to continue to grow they're going to continue to add impressive names to this staff names that a lot of people around here are going to recognize because they played here yeah. <laughs> and we can't say names, yeah. can't say can't names. Say names. but it's, it's going to continue to grow. And one thing that, that stood out to me, those coaches, they're, they're in that final sprint for recruiting flying all around the country in private jets really hadn't been like that around here. That's a new development. So, but that's just, that's just another example of the level of investment, the money that is going to continue to be spent by this university to be the absolute best in college football. And I, I'm excited. I'm excited because it really does feel like we're seeing things ramp up. Well, let's talk about some of the new members of this staff because uh, we'll get Gabe's perspective on the new offense and OU and, and Teddy and Toby talked about it a little bit last week on that. But Caleb, you've been over there. You've been immersed in it. Uh, Miguel Chavis was one of the first names that was kind of added to the coaching staff for Brent Venables. This is his first because uh, he was an analyst at Clemson. Yeah. But what's kind of caught your eye about Miguel Chavis that you've seen so far? Yeah, so he has a, a very unique background to where he actually was doing uh, – church work he was he was going and learning how to write sermons and doing oh, all, wow. all that and so he, every single recruiting event every, every every something new that's been brought in that i've really enjoyed with these new coaches is there's faith-based stuff all the time he will pray before we have an event we'll pray after a team meeting it's just everything that he's done is is faith-based and so now he's coming in to where he played 
he he got to go to the league. He loved Venables. He loved Todd Bates as well, who he got to play for. And now he's coming back and he's coaching with them as an analyst. And then he gets a position role and he's like, I could have stayed at my alma mater in Clemson, but I came here for a reason. I'm following BV because I know what he has. And so that that's uplifting to hear. That's and, awesome. And that's a lot of faith in the head coach. And every time you hear these coaches talk about BV, it, they're giving him so much love. They're like, I wouldn't have came here if I didn't think he was the, the right one for the job. And wow. You hear it from our, all the past players. You hear it from all the OU people. And now you're hearing it from Clemson people. And these guys are risking their lives coming over here following him in a new place. And it's just he's a guy that has just exemplified just energy and a lot of faith and it, just a lot of excitement in everything he does. Seems awesome. And one of the things that matters is he has a physical presence about him, right? Yeah. He's a former player. He walks into a room. He's a big strapping guy. <laughs> that, that matters, right? That, that matters on the recruiting trail. The one thing that we haven't touched on that stands out to me about Miguel Chavis, he was just in a developmental role at Clemson. This is his first position job. You talk about a guy that is going to be hungry to succeed, to prove that, yeah, I got what it takes to be a position coach at this level. I mean, he's going to give it his all, right? And, and like you said, Caleb, there, there is definitely a big spiritual component with this new staff. That, that's something that the OU fan base is going to like. Yeah. We are, uh, we're a spiritual people. The so it is, <laughs> it, it, it's exciting to have a guy with the energy, but also the hunger and drive that Miguel Chavis has because this is his, this is his first big break. I mean, he, and he's ready to prove Brent Venables right for giving him this opportunity. Now, I don't know how much last week you guys were able to truly dive into Jay Valai, but uh, it gave uh, Teddy had an interesting perspective on him. Very strong dude. Don't want to mess with Jay Valai in the weight room, but what's kind of stood out from the early things you've seen from the new Sooner cornerbacks coach? It's pretty simple when it comes to Jay Valai for me. And, and maybe, maybe I am just thinking of it wrong, but I don't think I am. If Nick Saban thinks you're good enough to hire as a position coach, <laughs> I'm all good. That's all I need to know. Love it. I, I, I know he was a stud player at Wisconsin. I know he played in the league. I know he's, he's had experience at big programs like Texas and Alabama. I know he's had experience in the NFL uh, with the Packers and the Chiefs. I don't care. Nick Saban hired him to be one of his 10 <laughs> position coaches. Are you kidding me? That's all I need to know. I'm good. We're that's, good here, boys. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and again, coach of the national championship game the next day was off here to Norman. So Jay Vali. And then just one final thought on one of the defensive guys that Caleb, I haven't had a chance to talk with you about Gabe. I know you've talked a, a lot about Todd Bates. He seems to be that dude. Yeah. What's, what's kind of stood out with, with the time you spent around him? Same thing. Like Gabe was saying, he played in the league. He played at Bama. He's a big human when you walk in the room. <laughs> he Physical presence. Yeah, he demands your attention. And he just has a – honestly, he has a heart of gold, too. He, he's a person that will tell you I love you. He's a person that will tell you I care about you. And I think that's something that can kind of separate him from maybe somebody in the past that has been there. At, and I just think it's, it's exciting because – he loves this. Like he, he loves players. He loves football. And you can see it in when he speaks. He talks about his family and he tells him about, talks about how much he loves them. And in all the recruiting and everything that I've seen and I've been around, he, he's just ready to go and brings energy. And Jay, I, one more time on uh, Jay Valai, yeah. when he brings it in on a, on a dap up, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, that, that strength that you were talking it's about, yeah, he's bringing right that there. <laughs> and Coach Bates is the same way. Yeah, an incredible resume for a guy that, and to be honest with you, as somebody, me, that has probably lived on social media a little bit too much during this whole process, at first we didn't know if he was coming. <laughs> and lo and behold, he ends up here in Norman. Well, I think it's a big get. He got a contract extension and a new fancy title at Clemson. We still got it, baby. But this this is a home run hire. Yeah. I mean, he is he's widely considered as one of the best defensive line coaches in all of college football and all he has done is develop players. First round draft picks, all Americans. The craziest stat is 
every going back to his time at Jacksonville State and then his time at Clemson, I think since 2014, every primary starter for him has made an all-conference team. It's unreal. I mean, what? That's a stat. (laughs) So not only is he a dynamite recruiter, but when he gets the talented guys, he develops them. And that's what we've been needing around here, right? Defensive linemen, big humans. Yep. And Todd Bates, he's already grabbed a couple, man. This is this is huge for the University of Oklahoma moving forward. Watch on Sunday. We're going to talk about the NFL playoffs coming up a little bit later on, but a lot of Todd Bates. What time did the Raiders play? It's way too early in the show (laughs) to bring that up. If you would have waited, Darren Waller was breaking open on the outside, Derek Carr. Let's go. All right, uh, it's the huddle. When we come back, let's talk about our favorite game of the year and our MVP. This segment brought to you by Riverwind Casino. Riverwind's still the one. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by Riverwind Casino. Still the one. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside of the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the Varsity Network app and listen free. Welcome back inside the huddle, live from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, presented by Bud Light. He's Caleb Kelly. That's Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank. I, I didn't even This is your first huddle. Yeah. You, you did all the practice reports, but my gosh, man. How, how's it feel? How are we good? doing? I like the lights. Let's check in. You know? The lights are a lot. I like the you company. You look good. That's right. all that matters. He, he does oh. look good. We went casual. Right. He looked good. We we coordinated. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, little, I forgot to text. You. I went a little fancy. Yeah. I uh, I went a little fancy. You looked very professional. I wore sweatpants. We very comfortable. I wore sweatpants all day today, so I had to kind of class it up a little bit tonight. But uh, okay, I'm pumped to have you here, man. Uh, great career. We're excited to see what's next for you, and we've dogged the time we've had to watch and listen to you. So I figure no better way to look back on the 2021. 2020, well, into 2022 now. But to look back on the 2021 season as we pick our MVP, then to start with you and a guy that we didn't know if he was going to be back, and he came back, and oh, did he make a difference. Who's your okay. MVP this year? I got Kennedy Brooks. We have three 1,000-yard seasons. Unreal. 31 touchdowns. And that's that's skipping the year, too, because he did wow. opt out. And so his his best year, he had the most yards after he opted out. So he came back and that proved that he was working. He wasn't just talking about it. He he said that he was going to work and he did. Came back, had a better year. And this dude was coming in every single Monday after whatever game he had. He's squatting 500 uh, every single Monday. Going in there, going right to work. His work ethic is crazy. Zero fumbles, though. That's, that's the unreal. stat. Zero fumbles in his career. And that surprised me. I mean, it, it happens sometimes, but not with this guy. And so I'm so proud of him. He's he's one of my best friends. We've spent a lot of time together. And he's Kennedy Brooks, man. I mean, it, he is the truth. My, uh, my man, Toby Rowland, who is getting set to host the coaches show, Sooner Sports Talk, when we're done. Uh, because sometimes fans, they wanted – well, everyone wants Adrian Peterson round two, right? It's like, well, he's not Adrian Peterson. But T-Row would always point out the dude averaged like seven yards per carry yeah. in his career. That's <laughs> unbelievable. So, good pick. Um, Kennedy Brooks, great career. If he would have come back this season, he would have broke the all-time sooner rushing for record sure. held by Samaje P. Ryan. But he's off to the NFL. All right, Gabe, you're going on the other side of the football for your MVP. I am, and I think along with Kennedy Brooks, Isaiah Thomas was the most consistent football player for the Oklahoma Sooners in the 2021 season. He, he did everything for the team. You look at it, 11 and a half tackles for loss, led the team in sacks with eight, uh, forced three fumbles. The, the thing that stood out to me about IT was the consistency, right? You look... He had at least three tackles and a half tackle for loss in nine games. You knew what you were going to get with IT. And when the team was in a bind, right, when Jalen Redmond went down, they just bumped him into the interior. Didn't complain about it. Just made plays and made a difference. 
Everyone knows I have a soft spot for the Oklahoma kids. <laughs> and Isaiah Thomas represented the 918 extremely well. And I, I just love his story because it didn't happen for him right away. It took several years for him to get on the field. And then when he got his opportunity, he made plays and he made the best of it. And I think he made himself some money this yeah. year. And I can't wait to see him at the Senior Bowl. I, I'm so happy he's getting that opportunity. But he was, he was Mr. Consistency for Alex Grinch's defense. And, man, he made a lot of plays. And I think the one thing, as someone who, you know, you and I both get this opportunity, Gabe, to talk to guys post-game, one of the things I saw in Isaiah is he got more comfortable, grew more comfortable in that role with the media. And then also in his leadership, voted a captain his senior season. Caleb, what did you see in his growth on that front? I mean, from... Him coming in as a scrawny freshman that looked guy. like a basketball player. And he was always talking about his state basketball rings to becoming a grown man <laughs> in the way he played, the way he handled himself off the field. He had, he had things that he had to go through. Everybody has those. But we had a conversation one day, and he kept on calling me twin. And I told him, I said, you know, Isaiah, you can't call me twin until you start making plays like how I do. And when I tell you the next game, he had two sacks and, and took off from, from then on. I was like, now I'm calling you twin because I'm hurt sitting on the bench watching you every day. So, so now we know that Isaiah Thomas's career was fueled by some heckling from Caleb Kelly. That's, that's good to know. But, man, with, with what we see in college football now with the transfer portal, where guys, maybe it doesn't go the way that they want it to go their freshman year. Right. And they hop in, right? I, I think Isaiah Thomas is a tremendous story of sticking around, working on himself, getting bigger, getting faster, getting stronger, working on his skill set on the field uh, during practice. And then all of that work paying dividends and him getting to see the results. It's just, it's something that I feel like is not getting phased out entirely, but just something that is going away a little bit in college football with, with how easy it is to move around. And I'm, I'm all for the transfer portal. Right. But I, I think IT deserves a ton of credit. I do too. For putting the amount of work he put in and for the patience and just – he ended up being one heck of a football player really for this university. And he represented the university well. And you, you, you talked about him becoming more comfortable with himself. He ended up with, like, his own YouTube show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you talk about growing as a player and as a person. I, Isaiah Thomas, I, he's a guy, when you look at it, I, he, he's what OU football is all about. Yeah. I agree. I agree. This segment brought to you by the Oklahoma Turnpike Authority. Skip the nickels and dimes, get there in time with – the Pike Pass. So uh, let's move on to game of the year. Now, to be fair, there's two games that really stood out. So it was a matter of who replied to Maddie's email first. <laughs> so Caleb, uh, which way are you going here? Yeah, I replied first. And <laughs> well done. Yeah, I had the opportunity to choose the OU Texas game. Yes, where we started Pretty big out. play, babe, by some dude sitting next to us right here in that yeah, game. Yeah, but, you know, we don't, we don't even, you know, have to talk about it. Well, <laughs> since since we're looking at it. So. I was about to say, oh, yeah. oh, how how convenient that this highlight was dialed up first. Right, right. We we took the ball away from the kid. And <laughs> we come out, we score a touchdown. Kennedy Brooks again, he had two touchdowns. I think he had 217 yards that game. Marvin Mims had a couple touchdowns as well. We were down 28-7 in the first quarter, and we didn't blink. I mean, we were, we were sitting there on the sideline, and I'm pretty sure, Gabe, you were over there as well. The energy was, we're going to win this game no matter what. We went into the locker room at halftime. We're down, and we're in the locker room, and people are talking. The energy is just going crazy. I mean, everybody's in there like, let's go. We don't, need, we don't even need to sit in here and talk about anything. We just need to go do what we need to do and win. And we came out. We scored 25 points in the fourth quarter. And we won this thing. I mean, flat out. We, we made plays when it was time to make plays. And it was a fun game. That atmosphere, it was so loud. Oh, it was unreal. It was unreal. I, I was wore out after the game. I can't imagine what it was like to play in it, <laughs> to be honest it, with you. It was an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> and uh, one of my favorite parts of that game is 
I, I saw Kennedy Brooks walk into the locker room. I was, you know, walking the same direction at halftime, and it was not going well. No. It, it wasn't. <laughs> but I, I pulled Kennedy aside because I thought, I thought he was playing pretty well in the game. And I said, man, you let every guy in that locker room know that you guys can win this game. I was like, they're not going to do that again. They're, they're not going to do that again offensively. And uh, the way that he looked at me and the confidence that he'd had receiving that message, man, I, I wasn't shocked that you guys did what you did in the second half, but I think that game will go down as one of a lot of people's favorite games oh, ever. Yeah. It was amazing. And I can tell you, other than the Baylor comeback a couple years ago, what was that, 2019? Mm-hmm. That's about as much fun as I've had at a football game. I was – you mentioned me and you down there. We were hugging. We were chest pumping. <laughs> I felt like – at the end of it, I felt like I had played a few plays. It was – I mean, that's one that we'll never forget. You know, Forever. Caleb Williams coming in the game and doing what he did. It, yeah. That game had everything, absolutely everything. And as a player – when you are sitting there and there are all the players that get to come in to pass players, there's a lot of pressure too. And you hear him, he was walking up to Kennedy Brooks at halftime, like, look, we need to get it going. If you don't you guys win, can that win game, this game, yeah, you're not that good. You have to hear this. And as a player, you're like, I know if I don't if we don't come out some way and beat Texas, we're gonna hear it from the pass players all That's day awesome. long. So That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, it was a great game. But there was one other game we want to talk about it, and we'll do it. It's Gabe's game of the year when we come back. We're inside the huddle, presenting by Bud Light, live from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by the Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access radio pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every day. Log on to Soonersports.com slash podcast or search Sooner Sports Podcast in your favorite podcast provider. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate and Riverwind Casino. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics Exclusively. Looking back on the games of the year, welcome back to the huddle presented by Bud Light along with Gabe Eichert and Caleb Kelly. I'm Chris Plank. Maddie Taylor, our producer, she is crushing it because this is timed out perfectly. We're after talking OU Texas, Gabe, we've got a full segment to break down. Arguably one of the most emotional and fun games this season, your game of the year. Bedlam. What? I'm just kidding. That's so foul. The, the Alamo why Bowl. Why would you do the, that? I don't know why. That. I'm sorry. The Alamo Bowl. Uh, the Alamo Bowl. I just think that that game, I mean, it's what Oklahoma football is all about, right? Everything that happened between Bedlam and this game, all of the change, all of the uncertainty, Coach Stoops stepping in as interim head coach, and then – this football team coming out and just taking it to Oregon. I, I really enjoyed it. And I was, I was extremely proud of how the young men on this football team represented themselves in that game, right? Because I know a lot of people view bowl games as meaningless now. And it, I just completely disagree with that. But the Sooners came out and punched the duck straight in the mouth. Yeah. And that thing was over at halftime. Yeah. And it was just, it was really cool to see the players respond the way that they did, right? Because, man, there was a lot going on. Yes. Within the program, around the program, there was a whole lot going on. But that offense came out and ran it down Oregon's face. Yeah. And just, I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And... Man, it was cool to see Bob Stoops get one more win on the sideline with that visor on. That Absolutely. Was, that was awesome. Now, I, I know it wasn't a capacity crowd, but it felt like it. Yeah. It felt like a home game. And, Caleb, you know, we, we all wanted to see you out on the field, but you got to experience it 
My gosh, almost like a coach. Yeah. No, he, he was a he, media guy. Yeah, he was doing shows with us, baby. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a really cool experience. The whole week I was busy. We had FCA talks. We were doing our show all week. I even got to get uh, catch up with you guys right before the game on the sideline. And all my predictions came true, by the You're, way. You nailed it. Nailed it. Marcus Kid's going to be a star. I had Marcus Stripling ball in that game. He came out, had a couple sacks and... Yeah, it was it was exciting though. Just the energy and the send off. Honestly, it was an awesome send off for me as well. Right. But Coach Bob getting to throw the Gatorade on him and B Mead helping me out with that. The six year seniors, the old guys that everybody talks about. I mean, it, it was just picture perfect. The the visor exchange. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, from everything, it kind of felt like a movie. And it, it felt like a turning point for the program, right? It, it felt like. It was it was a moment for this entire fan base to enjoy together and, and to realize that, hey, the future's still bright in Norman, Oklahoma, and we still got some really good players, and we got a really a lot of good coaches that want to be a part of this program. So I just I just think with with everything that happened with Lincoln Riley uh, choosing to go to USC, and just the build up to that Alamo Bowl for that game to go the way that they the way that it did. And for the Sooners to play as physically as they did, man, I loved everything about it. I like the cowboy hat celebration. I'm okay if that sticks <laughs> yeah. around for a while because uh, my understanding, our intrepid reporting on the sideline, a.k.a. Teddy told us, uh, that was, what, a gift from the Alamo Bowl and Bob had presented it in a team meeting that you guys are going to use it almost like the turnover chain? Yeah, exactly. we got to put it on. Whether you score a touchdown or make a big play, you got to – get the cowboy hat on and you got to take a take a good picture you know it <laughs> habit with the hat for the grand we're, we're kind of used to the say. gold hat right habit is to throw the horns down that's right and so we got a bunch of those but it was it was just fun to, it was a fun thing i was in charge of the hat too oh, were so you i really? got to walk Big around and give it to everybody i got a, a lot of sweat on me from <laughs> you know passing it around but it, it was fun <laughs> it was fun just get like a like a sexy cowboy hat picture for your Instagram. That, like that, I, that's hilarious. Because I thought that, because you and I both put a picture of it on our Twitter feed, and I thought we were being so smooth and so creative on it. Then all of a sudden I realized, oh, every everybody knows about this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was really cool to watch it. I'll tell you what, you brought up the visor exchange. Uh, that was uh, Bob Stoops, you know, last time Gabe and I were here doing the show together was when Coach came in. And, and did the show, and Brent Venable surprised the regulars, which was really cool. And Coach has been constant and steadfast in, hey, this program is more than one person. And I thought that week improved it. You know, you saw guys that came back that didn't have to to help coach. You saw um, analysts who didn't have to but stayed around and got increased responsibilities. Caleb, I just loved everything about that game and that week. Yeah, it just showed the true Sooner spirit. I mean, it's a family. Yeah. And a lot of the guys that did stay back were past players. Brian Odom, Coach Tibbs, and even Coach Kane, who he didn't play here, but he just knew how important it was to his players. When you're with guys all year long, and you've been working, and this is the bowl game is kind of like that reward for for a year. And so, yeah, it wasn't the perfect year, and a lot of crazy things happened between it. But it's kind of like a respect factor that you give to your players, that you give back to your coach, and going as hard as you can and representing your university. You could hear Coach Bob say in the locker room they had to cut out a couple words now because he was hyped up. But <laughs> you could hear how much he cared about that Sooners logo and how he wanted us to represent it. Yeah, when Bob gets fired up, that, that Youngstown comes out a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. That's awesome. We got one more segment. We'll talk about Sooners in the NFL playoffs next. You're watching The Huddle, presented by Bud Light. Sooners Sports TV is brought to you by Bud Light. It's for the fans. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. All right, final segment. We're way ahead of the chains, so we got a short segment with Gabe Eichert and Caleb Kelly. I'm Chris Plank. But, guys, tonight, a, a historic moment 
Uh, Maddie Taylor, our producer, uh -oh. uh, great. Um, Destiny Gregory, TD. Emma Chadwick, running EVS. Amy Heinwinkle, running audio. And Liz Hunt, running graphics. Ooh. An all-female crew. Okay. Producing this behind the scenes. Let's go, Maddie. That's what I'm talking about. Great job, everyone involved. Look at that. Um, continuing to break bears. That's awesome. I, I knew the show was and going Maddie. better for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so smooth yeah. and organized. Yeah. I knew something was up. Man, they are the best. So proud of that crew. And uh, I know they're fired up for the playoffs. So, Gabe, we only got a couple of minutes here before we got to get out. But... Hey, Blake Bell's got a chance to go back to the AFC Championship game, but the Bills looked great last week against the Patriots. The Bills can't play that well again. <laughs> That's what I'm banking on for, for my guys, Creed Humphrey, James Winchester, Blake Bell, all, all those Chiefs guys, Orlando Brown. Orlando, too, yeah. Patrick Mahomes at Arrowhead. I'm taking like the Chiefs. It. I'm like taking it. I, I, Josh Allen looked incredible mm -hmm. last week. You can't do that again. No, Come on. No. Come on. Give me the Chiefs. At home, Chiefs. So uh, it's interesting because there's a really good chance, Caleb, that a bunch of your teammates could end up playing. Well, you got a bunch of teammates oh, on, yeah, the, on the Chiefs. Lot. But uh, that Bengals team is like Oklahoma North now with yeah. the way things are going on. With Joe Mixon, Samaji Piran, unfortunately, Jordan Evans is out. They got a chance this weekend up in Tennessee. Yeah, I am excited, but a little worried with Derrick Henry coming back. Ooh. I mean, he's a specimen. And so... I mean, we got some running backs, too, though. I That's mean, right. th those are two legends. They got to play together here. Now they're playing together up there. It just it sounds picture perfect. It does. The, yeah. the Titans are going to try to kill Joe Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee, uh, Vrabel, no. I, the Titans' run defense is really, really good. I think it's going to be tough sledding for Joe Mixon. It's all going to come down to Joe Burrow. And if he holds that ball too long, Landry... Mm. Simmons, those defensive linemen from Tennessee. I like the Titans. I'm a big Rams and Oboe fan this weekend. Get to that championship game, Bobby. And I think Oboe. they're going to win. I do too. I do too. And uh, Trent Williams and the Niners are fun to watch. I don't yeah. think they're going to win. Great job, Caleb Kelly. You're awesome, man. How do you, you, how, how awesome. you feel about feel it? Feel good? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm thinking that, uh, I mean, there's also Trey Sermon. You know, he oh, got right. his roots. They got to leave Trey so, Sermon in there. Yeah, I, I don't know, though. Who, who are they playing? We got the uh, the Packers. The Packers. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't know about all that. Yeah, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau? Yeah. yeah every time. I'll take yeah, the Stick around. Toby Rollins coming up next with Sooner Sports Talk. For Caleb and Gabe, I'm Plank Boomer Sooner, everybody. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield, you've been listening to the OU Bud Light Huddle, presented by Bud Light. It's for the fans. Also brought to you by Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network.